Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Just like that, the final hour is here. Hot Mike with Hutton Withrow on this Thursday edition. Sixth and Peabody, our location each and every day with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. You can find us online. Uh, locations there at YouTube. Uh, search out Outkick, hit subscribe, join Chad in the chat. He's hustling and bustling during the break. He's, Chad's also uh, humming this song, this worm that's stuck in his brain <sighs> as he drives around or maybe just in an effort to try to get rid of it, vocalizes it to his kids who then keep this going. This would be... I have not, I've never heard this. I'm hearing it now for the first time. And I'm thinking to myself, well, this is, uh, Chad, yeah. Chad, who is... It sounds, like, a, it sounds like what mice sound like. Chad Withrow became a pickup man. There's something women like about a pickup man. Yeah. And inside, as, the, as people drive by, they're like, oh, look, hear at, look at this awesome truck. And then come to find out this is what's playing on those speakers. We gotta get to the we gotta get to the chorus. <laughs> this is just the the prelude. Yeah, this is like uh, what? This isn't the song. This isn't the song. There you go, Chad. Uh, I can play the song for you. It's in fact it's on my uh, Amazon Music right now. Probably queued up first because of uh, my daughter listening to it all the time. The other one that will really get you is uh, I don't know if it's a group, it's a DJ, if it's a singer, but it's called. Pari Grip, P-A-R-R-Y, Grip. I'm educating you guys on all sorts of stuff today. It's a whole world out there. And it's nothing but what kids will call silly songs. It's raining tacos. It's hailing burritos. Um, a narwhal eats spinach. And it's just these like stupid earworm songs in different genres. One might be reggae. Are they the attached next to, is song, like, to shows? Well, it's all? like it's like a reggae beat. The next is like '90s alternative rock. The next is it's just done in a different style, and it's saying nonsense words. Do they have Creed? <laughs> I, I, I would rather listen <laughs> to so, Creed nonstop. <laughs> Davey didn't mention Creed as a torture music. See, I can get my daughter to listen to like Pearl Jam. I put on Nothing Man the other night. If I roll the windows down, so if I roll the windows down the truck. And then play a song that I want to hear. That's the yeah. only way I can hear it without her uh, objection. Because then the windows are down. She loves that. So I can roll the windows down and then sing that song. Different ways to get uh, Chad's way on the, uh, to be the DJ. DJ Chad. Yeah, ultimately, I never down the windows. truly get my way. Uh, but if I had my way, <laughs> the entire app that made this possible to hear those songs would disappear. But that's not ever going to happen. Chad, small victories, Hutton. You take small victories hey, where you can. Absolutely. We've got uh, Ryan Leaf coming up in about 15 minutes. Always enjoy our weekly chats with him on all things football, NFL, and college. Uh, NFL and week five, it kicks off tonight. It's time for one big thing on every NFL game. Let's go. And we start with uh, just reminders that the bye weeks have, they're here. Teams on a bye. The Browns, Seahawks, Chargers, and Bucks. And there's been at least one overtime game in each of the first four weeks of the season. There were two on Sunday. That's the sixth time that's happened in the Super Bowl era. 
Thank God we haven't seen the tie. Bears and Commanders Thursday night football, 0-4 against 2-2. Matt Eberflus, 3-18. That includes 14 straight losses. 28-7 was the second-half lead. They lost that to Denver. All you need to know about what's going on with Eberflus, they entered the game against Denver as a three-point underdog to a team, an opponent, that had lost by 50 the week before. Sam Howell. He has uh, had to outscore opponents who put up 71 points on Washington the past two weeks while also being sacked 22 times already this season. It's tough. He's on a pace of 93 sacks through 17 games. 76 is the record by David Carr. Jags and Bills in London. Jacksonville's been there since last week. Josh Allen and the Bills head across the pond at 3-1. and one. Allen, more touchdowns than incompletions last week against Miami. The Bills, though, have a huge loss on defense. Tredavious White done for the season with an Achilles injury. He's Buffalo's top corner, and now they they don't have to match up with the great wide receivers within that division moving forward. Texans on the road against the Falcons. Back-to-back road trips here. Atlanta elected not to take their bye seven days after their game in London. Normally, you can do that. They had the option. They choose not to. And Stroud, now coming off of that great performance against Pittsburgh, he's the offensive rookie of the month. He has not thrown an interception yet. 155 straight pass attempts. He is now on pace for the all-time record. The all-time record leader, funny enough, Dak Prescott, to begin a career without throwing a pick. 176 attempts without throwing an interception. Remember when it was rumored that the Titans were trading up to draft C.J. Stroud? Yes, yep. And DeAndre Hopkins was a part of that rumor. Interesting. Interesting look back now. I agree. Very interesting. Nico Collins for Houston. He's on pace for 1,800 receiving yards. And the leader in tackles for the Houston Texans, Chad, do you have a guess? Leading tackler. Henry To'o To'o. Indeed. Fifth-round pick. Former Vol and Crimson Tide uh, at Alabama. Nothing was more uh, was sweeter for Tennessee fans than watching Henry Toto take that L after leaving Tennessee for Alabama in Knoxville in his return. Panthers are 0-4. They're on the road in Detroit. The Lions are 3-1. Bryce Young's longest completion this season, 22 yards. The lowest of 30 quarterbacks with over 100 pass attempts so far. Jamison Williams returns. Does he add an extra element to the passing attack. They changed some rules up. He's now back after violating the NFL's gambling policy of betting on stuff outside of the NFL. Titans, Colts, AFC South divisional matchup. Both teams are two and two. The Titans have won five straight against Indianapolis. And the question now is, will we see Jonathan Taylor? I think the expectation is we're going to. And Anthony Richardson is, is going to be the benefactor of, of that. He hasn't had a strong run game behind him supporting the rookie season. This was, by the way, that five in a row for the Titans. Pretty monumental considering for years and years, this was they were the looking Titans to get one over three hurdle years. to get over yeah. every single season to try to get to some form of, of relevancy. That's no longer the case. They've controlled this series lately. Giants, they lose... In prime time to Seattle, they're one and three. They now have to hit the road to face Miami. The Dolphins are three and one, coming off the loss to Buffalo. 
Daniel Jones has thrown an interception in all four games so far this year. Only two quarterbacks have thrown a pick in every game. Jones and Justin Fields. Saints and Patriots. New Orleans 2-2. Two and two, Patriots 1-3. and three. The Saints are the only team to have uh, the under hit in all four games. The defense is doing its job. The offense, not. If you're playing this game, consider the under, even though it's going to be low to begin with. And the streak is over. The Saints had held opponents to under 21 points in 11 straight games. But Baker Mayfield and the Bucks put up 26. And Tampa got the win. Ravens and Steelers is interesting. This used to be the primetime matchup every, every year. Either in Pittsburgh or in Baltimore, and sometimes both. Sometimes Thursday night game, and then Sunday night football. Your run of the mill. Afternoon kickoff on Sunday. 3-1 and one Baltimore. 2-2 two and two Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickett with the injury. The Ravens could face a backup quarterback in Pittsburgh for the third straight week. Uh, and, and get ready for more fire Matt Canada calls in Pittsburgh. That was only the second time in the last 69 games the Steelers failed to score a touchdown. And the third time the past four games, they haven't produced more than 255 yards of offense. It's bad. Yeah, I don't think there's any it's heat bad. on the head coach there in Pittsburgh, but there's a lot of heat on Matt Canada. I've got a buddy who's a diehard Steelers fan, and that's all he talks about is finding a replacement for Canada at offensive coordinator. And you're right, bad is the right word to describe that offense so far. Late afternoon kickoffs. Let's start in Arizona. The Cardinals are hosting the Bengals. Burrow's not the same. That goes without saying. He's not mobile. He's saying the calf feels a ton better. They do have a win. He was producing some touchdown passes and getting the ball to his top receivers two weeks ago. But Chad, if you have a defense that can collapse the pocket from the interior offensive line, game over. Can Arizona do that? Because Josh Dobbs is doing enough to produce winning results. Arizona's in games. They go into this one at one and three, same as Cincinnati. That's the big surprise. Eagles and Rams. 4-0 for Philly, despite not playing their best football. 2-2 two two for L.A., and they have played some, some good football, not great. The Eagles have won 21 of the last 22 regular season starts with Jalen Hurts at QB. Sunday's win over Washington for them. The second quarterback in the Super Bowl era with two 10-game winning streaks. Patrick Mahomes and now Jalen Hurts. Are they the team that gets back to the Super Bowl after losing it? Because normally you don't do that. They have the talent uh, to do it, would, and they're not playing their best. I would say no right now. The schedule, but though, sets up well for them. It's only because they haven't played their best uh, so far, but they're undefeated. So, Yes, they are. Maybe. Maybe they, they are the best team in football. They just haven't shown it yet. Here's the game. We've been discussing it for nearly two months. Jets, Broncos. <laughs> Sean Payton. I thought you were going to go 49ers, Cowboys. Nope. No. Jets, Broncos. Sean Payton. Uh, without referencing this game, referenced this game based on comments about Nathaniel Hackett, and he wanted to do the opposite of anything they were doing with the previous regime. Well, here's Denver. Lucky to come back from the deficit they faced in Chicago. They're 1-3, hosting the 1-3 Jets without Aaron Rodgers. And what we saw from Zach Wilson was encouraging. Robert Sala said, hey, if he plays like that, we're going to win a lot of football games. Meanwhile, Denver's defense shredded seven first half plays of 20 yards or more and Justin Fields actually looked pretty good against that Broncos defense I I didn't think it at the time whenever Rodgers went down and I'm thinking about the week five matchup 
and how Nathaniel Hackett probably looks like Nathaniel Hackett in Denver again. I don't think that anymore. All the pressure squarely on Denver and Broncos defense for that matter. This against is this the, offense, not not the Jets defense. The Broncos defense needs to produce against this Jets offense. This is the one and three versus one and three that you didn't know you had to have this weekend. But now you get it. Inject it late afternoon. Yep. Chiefs on the road in Minnesota, three and one against one and three. Kansas City, they don't have an opponent on their schedule with a winning record until November 5th in Germany against Miami. That's the next time currently, based on standings, they face a team with a winning record. And according to the Action Network, Patrick Mahomes, tough week four, so bad. Zach Wilson's the only opposing quarterback to have more completions, more passing yards, more touchdown passes, and fewer interceptions than Mahomes in a Mahomes start. That's college or pro. 127 total starts, including the postseason games that he's been a part of. Zach Wilson performed better than Mahomes. That never happens, and it did. It won't happen here. And who won that game last week? Oh, yeah, the Chiefs found a way. The Chiefs did win. Why? They they normally find a way. You're right. Because Zach Wilson dropped a snap, and Sauce Gardner was called for a hold that should not have been called. And you're saying Minnesota's losing close games now, which they are. It's funny how sports has a way of kind of evening out over time. And last year, all those close wins gone the opposite way for the Vikings. The primetime matchups, Cowboys and 49ers. This Sunday is night football, 3-1 and one against 4-0. and oh. Here is the solid Niners offense against the fantastic Cowboys defense. McCaffrey, he scored four times last week, 177 yards from scrimmage. He led the 49ers in receiving and rushing. 35-16 was the final score. He has eclipsed 100 scrimmage yards each week this season, Chad. 171 against Pittsburgh in the season opener. And the last player chosen, Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy, hasn't lost a regular season game since taking over for Jimmy G in 2022. That streak remains. Uh, any criticism of the 49ers trading up to get Trey Lance, totally negated by the win they got with Brock Purdy, which is incredible. Niners, uh, first team since the Broncos with Peyton to score 30-plus points in seven straight regular season games. They produce. And they have so many different options. But the, the identity is Christian McCaffrey. Packers and Raiders are your Monday night football matchup. 23 players have 50 or more rushing attempts this season. Josh Jacobs tied with Ramondre Stevenson for the lowest mark in the NFL. He returned. He got paid. He's not producing. Packers are coming off extended rest. Josh McDaniels started his career 6-0 in Denver. His record since the 6-0 start as a head coach is 12-31. And now he faces Jordan Love and Matt LaFleur at home. There's not a lot to be excited about in Vegas right now. Owners going no. after fans, fans going after Josh McDaniels. Not good. Chad, that's one big thing on every NFL game. For the hey, week. I have been pleasantly surprised by Jordan Love, though. Same. If we're looking for optimism right now. Well, there's, they should be optimistic. They've The whole saga with Aaron Rodgers taking over for Favre should show that and I mean how can love not exceed expectations because he's been out of sight out of mind for three years and he's had the chance to absorb everything he knows the offense he should be producing more than what we expected the question is is he going to be consistent can we get a betting line on whether or not Sean Payton will go apologize to Nathaniel Hackett or say something to him pregame 
before that game. Because that'll be a great video opportunity that everyone's going to show if he goes and whispers something to him, he says d- something, and gives him a handshake. Hey, man, I, I, what I said was true. Everyone knows it, but I'm sorry I said it publicly. Hey, well, we're, we're just a um, – hey, uh, it's a clown show with me, too. <laughs> now I know what you meant. Yeah. Now I know what you were facing. It's, 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 it's all of us. It's this place. Yeah. These players really suck. Help, help. You want to come back? Come back and help? Why didn't you warn me? <laughs> Why didn't you leave a note in the office desk like a president <laughs> that leaves office saying one word, run, run? The interim coach was far better. You didn't sign tough the book. Spot, tough spot for old Sean Payton. I'd go say something to him. I'd make it a point. I'd tell camera people where I was going to be and when if he was on the field, and I'd go over there and extend my hand, whether or not Nathaniel Hackett shakes it or not, and say, hey, out of line. My bad. Best of luck today. Some great college football matchups this weekend. Ryan Leaf joins us next. We'll dive into those next. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Glad you're with us as we broadcast from 6th and Peabody with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Hot Mike with Honey Withrow across the Outkick Network. Points bet. If you haven't taken your shot with points bet, now's the perfect moment. Here's the big reason why. Exclusively for first-time points bet users, grab this unique offer. Points bet users, if you're new to the site, you can get up to $1,000 in second-chance bets. If your first bet doesn't go as planned, points bet has your back with a second chance. Get this offer by visiting outkick.com slash bet, outkick.com slash bet. Complete the registration process with points bet there. Make your first bet. If your first bet happens to lose, that's when the second chance bets come to play. Remember, terms and conditions apply. you got to be 21 or older in legal gambling states. Gambling problem? 1-800-GAMBLER. Head over to outkick.com slash bet right now to snag this offer. Points bet also partners with uh, the Straight Line Pod. The host is Ryan Leaf, who joins us each and every Thursday at this time. One of the best. Ryan, good to see you, man. Hope things are well. Things are great. Good to see you both, too. Hey, uh, it just hit me. This is the first weekend where Colorado is not dominating the the television markets uh, for the matchup on Saturday. There's some really good matchups. And I'm very curious to see if 
as football fans, we all dive into those games the same way we did with the Buffaloes early on. Well, I mean, it's, it was a great story. Yeah. You know, it is still a great story. There's a chance for this team to get bowl eligible this year, really. Oh, I, uh, they I'm not knocking it at all. I'm just, I, I just hope that we, I hope that we don't see Colorado and Arizona down the road because uh, Texas and Oklahoma didn't live up to the, uh, to the billing. Yeah, I don't think that's going to be a problem. I, I mean, I'm interested to see how Oklahoma responds. I mean, that was a embarrassing loss a year ago in the Red River rivalry. All right, it it, it was embarrassing. Both teams undefeated. Um, playing at a very high level offensively. It's just a matter of whose defense shows up enough in this game, I think. And, you know, that's why this game every year is just so good uh, for everybody and, and such an enjoyment to watch. I asked this tongue-in-cheek earlier, but do you think the Big 12 will have a representative there at that game? Um, I doubt it. I mean, I don't know how that works. Should the, SEC, just, should the SEC show up? I, I don't know. I mean, it's like I don't care either. You know, I just I'm I'm glad there's good football. I I've come to the point with all of this. I'm just like all I care about is that college football is still being played. I don't care where they're playing. I don't care who they're playing. I just want to see good college football, and uh, and that's what I'm that's what I'm looking for. So you know, I could care less if if Sankey or yeah. or anybody shows up to this game. I know the fan bases are going to show up to this game, and they're going to play good football, and that's all I want. Well, and I'm. We're starting to care about Oklahoma. Everyone will if they win this matchup. Number one, do you think they... Where do you put your confidence meter in that scenario? And if they win, where does that put Oklahoma in the whole grand scheme of things, Ryan? I think it uh, I think it keeps them... Uh, you know, they, They've lost to Texas in years past, still went on to win the Big 12. I mean, so this is, this is one game. It's a very important game. If they were to win it would really solidify Brent Vettables as the right choice yeah. as the next head coach at Oklahoma. So I think that's a big part of this. But also, we can't buy into the idea that this is, you know, one game and the end-all be-all, you know, uh, especially if it's close um, and, and it's a fight because Oklahoma's got a, got a team. They're, I think they're most, you know, the two games, SMU and Cincinnati were probably their closest games where they didn't really blow somebody out. So they fought against some teams that are pretty talented. This will be their first real test this year. Clearly, Texas had a, a big one in Alabama and proved it. Uh, I think the Kansas win a week ago was significant. I know that uh, you know Daniels wasn't able to go, and that that's significant. But being still a pretty good player in that offense, beating te- beating Kansas the way they did, I think is I think is a big win too. Ryan, I, I know. Look, you you're a, a Washington State Coug, so I, I know you understand this. As Americans, we love the story of the programs that aren't Alabama or Ohio State rising up and doing great things. We love the underdog story, right? The Duke deal was great, you know, and they're still a really good team, but lose a close one at home to Notre Dame. Still a great story with Duke. Washington State this year, Oregon State, the list goes on and on. I'm very intrigued by the big noon kickoff game on Fox between Maryland and Ohio State. I think Maryland could be another one of those programs we don't automatically associate with football that right now is pretty squarely the fourth best team in the Big Ten behind Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. This is the first opportunity for either Maryland or Penn State to show that it's not just a two-team conference. What do you think about Tungavailoa at quarterback for Maryland and their chances to make this interesting against Ohio State on Saturday? I, I believe it can be. I think Coach Mike Loxley in his second chance as a head coach has really made the most of it. Um, 
you know, I'm excited for this. I don't understand how Maryland isn't ranked to be to be yeah, completely. That surprised me too. And so, you know, it 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 allows for this. Now, there was a couple years ago, if you recall correctly, early in the season, Maryland was undefeated. Penn State came to town, and it was you know built up to be this competitive game, and it wasn't. It just wasn't. And that's your only worry in all this is that you go up against the likes of Ohio State. And you get shown the mirror of what it is to be in the Big Ten. And it's a three-team league. Really, a two-team league is what they're trying to say. So I would love for this to be a competitive match. I think Mike Loxley has enough big game experience in him from his time at Alabama that he can get his guys ready. I think Tunga Vailoa is an incredible quarterback who's very capable. Um, having said all that, it's still Ohio State. And they still recruit better. They still have the better players. Just depends on if they are playing cohesively as a team and the way they were able to come back and fight and win in that Notre Dame game, I think speaks volumes to where this team is starting to move. And um, uh, this is the first, first real test for them in the conference, I think. And uh, I, I hope, I hope it's an entertaining and, and close game for sure. How much have you seen from Carson Beck so far at Georgia? And what do you think of Georgia? What do you make of Georgia right now? You know, I think they're the two-time defending national champions. I think that's a lot of expectation. You're going to get everybody's best effort, regardless of who it is, you know. But they found ways to win, regardless of the situation, with a new quarterback, new offensive uh, coordinator, everything that goes into that. They've still found the way to win, regardless of whether people think the teams that hung in there with them are worthy of being in the same conversation. You know, Kirby Smart tried to set that up this week. I think that's smart of him to make people believe and understand, hey, you don't think these two teams that we barely squeeze by are, are good? Well, they are. They're in the SEC, and they should be ranked. I think it's a big part of what he was talking about. Uh, having said that, uh, Georgia is still the team to beat. I would say Florida State, in my eyes, is the best team in the country right now. Texas could be right there with them. Florida State, Texas. Then you got Georgia and probably the conversation around Ohio State, Michigan, and, and Penn State. You know, those are the those are the, the really, really good teams. Um but I love Florida State, man. I had Mike Norvell on my show today, and, mm. and that guy has just pounded the pavement to get the right guys in there, to build a culture in a, in a time where, where culture is really difficult. And uh, they found ways to win close games, and they get Virginia Tech at home this week to kind of, after a bye week, to get things settled with wins over LSU and Clemson already this year. So um, Georgia's right there. Georgia's going to be in the mix. I still think Alabama's going to have a say in this. I do think Alabama, Georgia probably play for the SEC championship. Wouldn't surprise me if Alabama is the SEC champion after that loss to uh, Texas earlier in the year. We'll see how it continues to play out. But Georgia's going to be right there. Their, their schedule is not anything that that they can't overcome. So when evaluating a game, I place a heavier weight on point spread outside of uh, ranking for a team. But yeah. it's interesting when you see Washington State ranked 13th and then playing at unranked UCLA and the Bruins are a three-point favorite. A lot of that is because Washington State's going on the road. But what do you think when you see that point spread? And specifically, what do you think when you see this matchup for your alma mater? All right. So we, uh, in 1997, we were 9-1, and one, right? We walked into the Apple Cup on the road. We were ranked like seventh in the country. I don't even know if Washington was ranked, to be honest. And we were a dog. So, you know, it's it just kind of is what it is. And it almost allows for, you know, Coach Dickert to really walk into that locker room and go, no one, no one, no one respects you. We've seen it. We've seen it play out publicly. Um, 
No one respects you. No one expects you to win this game. Go out and prove them wrong once again. And that's what they're going to do. They just are. They have the better quarterback. They have, unfortunately, uh, the 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 best uh, offensive coordinator who probably is going to be plucked away at some point because he's so darn good. Uh, and, uh, and and they just got a, a great football coach. You know, Chip Kelly's got a great mind. But Cam Ward is the real deal this year, and I'm really impressed with him because I was pretty critical of him last year uh, in terms of his awareness on the football field, and that has shifted and that has changed. He is firmly in the Heisman Trophy conversation, and if they continue to win, if they were able to beat UCLA this week, they get uh, another team, I think it's Arizona at home, and then they go to Oregon, where Oregon's going to be coming off that Washington game. Either they'll be undefeated or they'll be with one loss. That could be a, a really impactful game. Uh, for for Washington State in in terms of what they have down the stretch uh, to put themselves in the position, so I'm I I love what they've been able to do. You know, I love their head coach. I love my alma mater, and and uh, I wish I could have got out to. I actually looked it up over the weekend. I was looking for flights for me and my son to to Pasadena to go to the game. Then I forgot it's his uh, sixth birthday, and we have a we have a date with Dave and Buster's on Sunday. Oh, there you go. <laughs> That's more important. It's more important than uh, Pasadena. Uh, Ryan yeah. Leaf with us, uh, Straight Line Pod, also important to check out. Uh, you can follow him on social as well, uh, Ryan D. Leaf. Gave us great advice and, and previews last week, Ryan. Uh, Colorado's matchup with USC. And then uh, in the NFL, you made the smart uh, in, in comparison to teams that have won big and then what happens the next week, yeah. uh, which Miami goes on the road and they get boat raced uh, by, by Buffalo. Uh, is there a game that you raise an eyebrow to this week where you think, okay, this, this is trending this way and here's why? You know, I, I, there's some, there's some things going on in, in Las Vegas, right? I mean, yes. you know, Josh McDaniels and the conversation and the, the ego with Aiden O'Connell and putting him in that position when they were first down inside the red zone, probably should have beaten, had a chance to beat the chargers, all the things whether Garoppolo is going to go, I don't know. Green Bay comes to town kind of licking their wounds and, and the Raiders as a, as a favorite, I, you know, I like Jordan love and what he's capable of doing. Uh, this team's going to kind of be up and down all year, just kind of like it was with Aaron Rodgers his first year as a starter. But I think they've, they firmly found who they are. So that game interests me a lot in terms of where is, where are the Raiders going to go? Are they going to squander, uh, you know, year two with McDaniels and, and he's going to be, you know, out on his tail because the Belichick tree just does not not afford head coaches, or are they going to make a difference? I think I think the Green Bay Packers are the ones that 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 show up on Monday Night Football and 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 are a big part of uh, the development of of Jordan Love and the continuing force of that. So yeah, I kind of like the pack on the road as a dog this weekend on Monday Night Football. There are a handful of one and three teams as well, and I'm not trying to dog every player in a locker room, but there are players who pack it up at a certain point. Um, from one and three to one and four, is that a massive jump to, in that direction uh, of mailing it in for the rest of the year? I'm, I don't, and you I, know, I, I, I'm not I, trying to be heavy handed with that, but there are players who just don't No, There they're, are, they're, they're, they're realists with it. They're not in the playoffs and they know it. Yeah, I get it. I get it. There is a, there is a kind of come to Jesus conversation yeah. yep. around the first quarter uh, of the season and what you're going to do with the second quarter. Now, if you were to go one and four, and then all of a sudden rally off the next three of the second quarter, and you're in a four and four. So there's it it the thing about the NFL and 
you know this, it, it compartmentalizes pretty pretty significantly. Week one is certainly a liar for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. The Buffalo Bills look like the best team in the AFC right now. So, and, and maybe they were just, you know, so sad and felt so much sympathy for for the Jets losing their their quarterback that they let them win on opening night. I don't know. We'll, we'll see yeah. uh, how that all plays out. But, you know, the game for me is it's it's Jets Broncos. Mm. Um, because there's so much, I don't, there's optimism now in, in New York, a little bit around Zach Wilson's performance. There's optimism with the Broncos because of the performance and the comeback win in Chicago, both these teams, one and three, um, playing in the Nathaniel Hackett bowl. Um, (laughs) and, uh, and you know, there's a little, little like, you know, swag in, uh, Sean Payton's step this week going, Hey, I don't care if you made $70 million, you're out of here. If you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. You're out of here. I don't care. And they backed him, you know, a lot of cash going out that door, Randy Gregory, and this team is going to be a better team in the locker room. So I, you know, Jets are a dog uh, in Denver. I like the Broncos in this game. I've always liked the Broncos in this game. You know, if, if Zach's able to play uh, better uh, like he did last week, this team has a chance. But, hey, I, I, I want everybody to understand this. And I talked about this on my show. When it comes to the game of football, it's it's the most consummate team sport there is. You just have to look at the performances of Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, and Patrick Mahomes last week. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs won despite Mahomes' performance, whereas the Jets, with the great performance from Zach Wilson, still got beat. Same with Justin Fields, who had his best performance as a pro. The teams, the collective teams, aren't good enough to win yet. And that's the ultimate problem. You need all pieces. And as much as you want to look at and, and look for answers from Robert Sala, the defense was a sieve for a quarter and a half. And maybe if it isn't 17 to nothing, uh, Mahomes doesn't just start kind of, you know, you know, playing, you know, you know, pop a shot out there with some of those interceptions. So it you just you don't know every game every week is in itself. And so I think that that's what makes it so interesting and makes it so much fun. And we do know that Ryan Leaf, every time he visits us uh, each week, every visit, every week, legit. Great analysis as always. Ryan, thank you so much, man. Look forward to it each week. We got uh, we got the uh, MacGyver Leaf uh, happy birthday love, round. Love it. Perfect. Enjoy it. Enjoy Dave and Busters. Stay tuned. More coming on Hot Mike. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Been a fast show today. Hot Mike with Hunter Withrow rolls on. Sixth and Peabody are located with Yaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Time flies and you're having fun. That's huh? right. Thanks to uh, all of our great guests today. Trey Wallace, Armando Salguero, and Ryan Leaf. Um, Chad, epic rants. Oh. We love them. Evan Neal, the tackle for the New York football giants, uh, responding to the Boo Birds that uh, gets their... Uh, uh, after their matchup, during their matchup against the Seahawks, and responding to that by calling fans, you know, hey, what what do they do on a daily basis? They're pumping gas or he said burgers. a lion can't concern himself with the opinions of sheep. 
And the people that are booing are like, he said flipping Flip. hot dogs or burgers. Yeah. Really, really dumb. Dumb. And then that leads to an epic radio rant. Yes, it does. This is from, um, uh, so it's a guy on ESPN Radio in New York City. I'm trying to find his exact name. Um, where did it go? <laughs> is it is it in the last part of the rundown, Dave? Is it Don LaGreca? Yes. Don LaGreca. There it is, yeah. And Don LaGreca. Itali- Italian-sounding name. So, so Don LaGreca, we're going to play you some of this rant. Um, keep in mind just kind of context here. What I love about this rant is I truly believe that he's reading the quotes in real time because they're just coming off the media availability. About Fairweather fans and stuff, yeah. Well, no, he's going through what he said, because he said it, I think, today or yesterday, and then mm-hmm. he's getting this in real time, and he's reading the quote, and this is Don LaGreca's honest reaction, which is one of the greatest sports talk rants I've ever heard. Right tackle Evan Neal looked up towards the stands, raised his arms, and gestured sarcastically. He said he did not flip off fans, but he did yell a clear message to them. They are booing us, so I said, boo louder, Neal told NJ Advance Media on Wednesday. Why would a lion concern himself with the opinion of a sheep, he added. The person that's commenting on my performance, what does he do? Flip hot dogs and hamburgers somewhere? Are you kidding me? I'd cut his ass. I would. How dare you? These people pay your salary. They pay an obnoxious amount of money to park, an obnoxious amount of money for PSLs to sit there and watch this pap, and you call them hamburger flippers? What, you're so much better? I'd rather have a guy that's flipping hamburgers blocked than your piece of garbage ass. Who the hell are you to talk to fans like that? You piece of garbage. I hate when players do that. You're not above us. What, because you happen to play a sport? You're better than me? You're better than the people that pay your salary? These giant fans were here before you, and they'll be here after your sorry ass is cut. What a piece of human trash. And I don't want to hear some apology. I don't want to hear, oh, I was taken out of contact. I didn't mean, I don't want to hear, done, done. I would cut his fat ass. You see him in the mall of Willowbrook, boo his ass. If you see him on the DMV, boo him. Don't stop booing him. If he goes to the Pro Bowl, boo him. If he wins a Super Bowl, boo his sorry ass. Screw that guy. We're not nobody. Flipping, but how are you taught? How do you condescend to people that pay to watch you play? Poorly, I might add. So Don goes on to say, you know, hamburger flippers, hot dog flippers. I know Giants fans who are doctors, who are architects. People who save lives, people who build the bridges that we drive on. And this is a guy who blocks for a living. And then he kind of pauses and says, albeit poorly. (laughs) (laughs) And he does so poorly. That is well done and great voice of the fans with that. That was post game. Then uh, today he's he's apologized. Evan Neal has. Yeah, he's apologizing. I know Saquon Barkley was asked about it. And he said, I had a conversation with him and said, this is a dumb fight to start. He said, you're never going to win against the fans. Yeah. And they've been here before us, and they'll be here after us. Well, fortunately for uh, Neil, the next two games for him are on the road. Yeah. He'll be, he'll be yelled at and booed either way in that. Hey, he should continue to get booed. Yeah. Uh, and Dayball said today, um, before the practice today, I think that Evan made a statement. We spoke. I know he's very remorseful, regretful about the comedy he made, and we're moving on. The Giants at one and three against the Miami Dolphins. Coming up this weekend. Evan Neal, from, rookie from Alabama, 
Uh, I was thinking, you know, what would happen if he said that about Alabama fans? What would Nick Saban say to him? And how would he handle that? Um, well, he would be booed. Huh? He wouldn't be booed. Well, they wouldn't be losing enough to be booed. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that is the that's difference. True. So um, you lose enough. I think even Alabama fans would boo, but they just don't lose that much. It's a guy who's not lost a lot that's no doubt. responding poorly to, uh, you know, this is how the other half lives. And when you don't perform, people are going to boo you, and you cannot respond by being condescending and calling them hamburger and hot dog flippers because no one that you're not going to win any points with anyone. Yeah. And by also going that route and not, you're, you're also not in touch with reality, the day-to-day lives of, of, of your fan base, by the way, the spread is 11 and a half Miami favored by 11 and a half against the giants. Should we go play that right now as if the game's already been played, we could do that with points bet. Yeah, I think we should. Maybe it's Chad's, uh, we need to bring back Chad's 17 cent daily bet. Well, I'm getting close to that again. <laughs> that accounts, accounts dwindling. So, points bet is the perfect moment if you haven't We're tried. We're close to a 27 cent bet, maybe. Outkick.com slash bets where you go right now. New points bet users get up to $1,000 in second chance bets. If your first bet doesn't go as planned, points bet has your back with a second chance. Get this offer by visiting outkick.com slash bet. Complete the registration process with points bet and then make your first bet. If your first bet happens to lose, that's when the second chance bets come into play. Remember, terms and conditions apply. 21 or older in legal gambling states. Gambling problem, 1-800-GAMBLER. Head to outkick.com slash bet right now to snag this offer. Uh, tonight, Thursday night football, Bears at Commanders. And the current line at points bet is six. Commanders minus six at home against Chicago. Coming off of the uh, come-from-behind win by Denver in the second half. Fields on the road. Uh, I'm saving my discussion for our eliminator okay. picks <laughs> because this is going to be my game. You got that? I've got, I've got two props for you if you want them. All right. I always um, want them. Terry McLaurin, take the over in the amount of catches. Uh, that's number one. I don't know where it is now. It was four and a half when I saw it this morning. Um, and then kicker Joey Sly, uh, just take the over in points for him total for the game. Extra points or field goals. It's probably seven, seven and a half by now. Uh, this is going to be, uh, I think, a tight game and a low-scoring one at that. Those are the two I've got. Um, Joey Sly over in points. McLaurin over in, on in receptions. receptions. Yeah, in receptions. Okay. That would be what I'm playing tonight on Thursday Night Football. Time for NFL Eliminator, Davey. That it is, Hut. But before we get into that, I did just come across a really interesting stat I think you guys would okay. find interesting. You did mention the last time the uh, Bears ended up winning a game was October 24th of 2022. So to put that in perspective, all 123 other major four sports teams, so it's the NFL, NBA, NHL, and MLB, have won at least one game straight up during that span. So. Wow put it in context but yes for nfl eliminator that, that includes houston the texans were also on this list and they just won a home game recently it's been a long time so i think we get to a year before they win a game wow. uh but we'll we'll see okay. and to start things off with our nfl eliminator pick uh we only have one loss that's actually been moved down now uh to help you out chad took that week one loss off of there but to get us rolling, you guys mentioned the Miami Dolphins and the New York Giants. I'm rolling with the Dolphins with the first pick. I just think they're a much better team. Everything is terrible right now. I don't see how an NFL team can allow 11 sacks in one game. And that's what the Giants did this past 
Monday night against the Seahawks. And it's not like the Seahawks have a dominant front. Dolphins don't have no. a dominant front, but they're still going to be able to take advantage of this Giants offensive line. Give me the Miami Dolphins. Chad? So, there's not a lot of research going in this pick, okay? I have two eyes. I read headlines. I read stories. The Bears are awful. Uh, they've they've given up. This is a team that's it's. Uh, we have a dumpster fire of the week every week on this show. This could be the dumpster fire of the month. Maybe the dumpster fire of the year. Maybe. Much like C.J. Stroud was offensive rookie of the month, the Bears are biggest disaster in the NFL for the month, first month of the season. Commanders are winning this game. Commanders are winning this game. Uh, the minus the six, I'd even take confidently in this game. That's what they're favored okay. by in this one. I'm going to continue with my method of going with not good teams or middle-of-the-line teams to try to eliminate them and save the really good teams as we go along. Give me the commanders tonight against the Bears, and I already can feel like I'm going to regret that pick. I am taking Houston. I'm going... Uh, Speaking uh, of taking bad teams. I am. I am flying with uh, the hot hand right now. C.J. Stroud is consistent in the yardage and receiving targets. He puts it on the money. He's yet to throw a pick. I think that continues against a bad Falcons defense. And I'm also basing this off of Desmond Ritter and just the abysmal start, the year number two for him. Uh, C.J. Stroud's start couldn't be much better given the circumstances that he was drafted to and the fact that they've got some young talent, They've uh, brought in useful players through the draft and the foundation, foundational pieces, C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson playing well. Uh, I'm taking Stroud. I'm backing the Texans this week in my eliminator picks. They're winning against Atlanta on the road in the ATL. I am shocked that you're going with the Texans. If this hits, that's huge to get them out of the way also. Their improvement looks to be much better uh, than, than what I expected at this point. I thought they... I thought Houston would be a team we were talking about going into the offseason that finishes strong in December with first-year head coach D'Amico Ryans and rookie quarterback C.J. Stroud. And they, I think they've caught some uh, momentum a little early. I'm not saying they're going to be you know, the winner of the South, although like when you look at their be. record, it's, it's a division that they could be a big surprise with based on the way Jacksonville's playing mainly. Um, yeah, I like, I like the way Stroud and the offense is playing, and I, I like the opportunistic – Texans this week. The Falcons, they want to make every game a slog. You know, that run game, and, and rightfully so. They've won their fair share of games doing that. They're just not improved enough defensively for me to back them uh, in this game. And you've got the Falcons, who are the home favorite by two, two and a half, I believe, right now. Hut, did your, I guess, analysis factor in that the Falcons are traveling back from London? Yeah, that. well, that's the other thing. So normally, teams have, not, have decided not to do this um, in recent years, not many of them, but you're given the option if you play in London to take your bye. You get to choose your bye week, more or less. Um, it's not mandated that you have to take it after the London game, but most teams do that. And in this case, Atlanta did not. They went on the road and lost to Jacksonville, and now they return to face Houston back at home. I just don't think that's an easy turn. And it's not a great team to back anyway. I'm not saying Houston is uh, the world beater but they can beat the Atlanta Falcons. We'll be watching. Can't wait. Chad, will you be watching tonight's Thursday night football game? Oh, well, yeah, some of it. Some uh, of I'm it. trying to see if there's a good college game on tonight also. 
A um, couple shows I need to catch up on. Had a little practice last night with the eight-year-old, getting her ready for a tournament this weekend. So got some other programming go? to catch up on as well. Good, good. Just a, not really practice. More You've had like two bye weeks. These are two, two weeks off for you as coach. Well, I, I coach and in two different leagues. And... We have a rec league, and the rec league is now in hiatus because of fall breaks for two weeks. So now I've geared up practice and a tournament with the travel team for this weekend. Has the discussion happened about playing other sports? Well, the discussion now, the fight that we're having in the house is, I've noticed a lot of the girls in the travel team that take hitting instructions mm-hmm. are popping the ball to the outfield. And my daughter, while she consistently oh. makes contact and hits it, does not have that power. And I'm not, I mean, I grew up playing baseball. I'm not a hitting instructor, especially when it comes to softball. So and I'm trying to encourage her, hey, this winter, if you want to go to an indoor facility, not a ton of money. We do it once a week. And she's like, no, I like my swing the way it is. I don't want to change my swing. And I said, I'm not trying to change your swing. There's just little things fundamentally that can help you get more distance on the ball when you hit it. Not having it, though. Two quick notes. Uh, Von Miller could make his debut for the Bills this year. He's flying to London with Buffalo as they take on Jacksonville. And Week Martindale, deep, uh, defensive coordinator of the Giants, he describes Miami as 2023 Supersonic, the nickname they have for them. He says it's on par with the greatest show on turf with the Rams back in 99. I'll be listening to Where My Chicky Nuggies Gone for the next 12 hours. Here's hoping you won't. We're back everyone. at it tomorrow, though, 3 o'clock Eastern for Hot Mike with Honey Withrow.